The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Okay, if you're listening to my show, I know on some level you believe in magic, whatever the word magic means to you. I'm not talking about, you know, witchcraft or maybe I am if that's your gig. I don't know. I'm talking about life's magic and how there are so many different ways that we can bring magic into our own lives. My guest today, Radley Valentine, is actually a returning guest. He joined me just over a year ago in a show titled Angels, Tarot, and Magic. Oh my, I mean, come on, doesn't that sound amazing? You're going to want to listen to that one too. Trust me. Um, And today, Radley and I are going to expand on that magic as we dive into his new work, Compendium of Magical Things. And in case you don't know what that word compendium means, I took the honor of looking it up for you, right? A collection of concise but detailed information about a particular subject, especially in a book or other publication. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Compendium of Magical Things. Welcome to Soulful Living, Radley. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, like you, I love magic. And I read in the book somewhere that that really your belief is that life is magical. And it's one of the things that uh, I look at you and I can see that, you know, I see that that magic in you. And I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you. Yes. So um, last year we talked about angels and tarot. And this week we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. But uh, we're going to dive into the compendium of magical things. And I shared with you a little bit earlier that I have not finished the book. I love it. I love what I'm seeing. I love how each chapter is a little bit of an explanation of a certain divination tool, and then it dives in. So, of course, I have a ton of questions, and um, I would say my first one would be, what was your inspiration for the compendium of magical things, and where does magic even come from? 
Oh, oh, good questions. So the Compendium of Magical Things is actually sort of like a, the sequel, the follow-up to How to Be Your Own Genie, the book that, that we talked about last year, which, by the way, literally two minutes before we went live together, I found out that uh, the How to Be Your Own Genie has been uh, it's shortlisted for the best book of the year by Soul and Spirit magazine. So yeah. Wow, yay! Congratulations. Hey, Jeannie. But um, Jeannie was really me sitting down and writing out, you know, because for, for those people who are not familiar with me, I am a recovering certified public accountant. And yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> really, totally so, blows my mind. It blows a lot of people's minds, and sometimes it blows my mind. But, uh, you know, I went from that to Hay House author and spiritual teacher, and and people really were like, how did you do that? And and so I wrote Jeannie as sort of my magic uh diagram of how I made changes in my life and explaining to people that life really is magic and what that looks like. And the compendium sort of follows up on that and also follows up on my work with things like angel tarot cards and my six other decks that I've created because what I wanted to do was sometimes these methods, these I like to call them languages of the divine, mm-hmm. are very intimidating. Mm-hmm. They're complicated and they can be a little scary to people who don't understand how they work or they might have been raised to be taught taught to be afraid of these different languages of the divine. And so the compendium really besides explaining to people the basic premise of how languages of the divine work and why life is magic, it it really goes through all these different premises. Now, it doesn't go through every single one that's out there in the world, because then it would have been like the encyclopedia of magical things. Um, But I chose basically 12 different types of communicating with the divine. And then I tried to make them easy to understand and take the intimidation value out of it. And and so the the book goes through things like angels and fairies and tarot. Of course, those are things that I'm really well known for. But it also goes through things like the I Ching, which can really give you a migraine when you're trying to learn it. I mean, (laughs) it's really complicated and deep and and things like runes that, that can be scary to other people when a, a type of cards called the Lenormand that a lot of people have never even heard of and and so it's it's a it's sort of like a little box of chocolates if you will and I, you try this one and if you don't like it spit it out <laughs> try well- I loved that you even included um, meditation and mantras because I tell people all the time they get really freaked out about just the word meditation. And so each of these topics, each of these chapters, I 100% agreed with. I'm looking at this and I'm like, yeah, I hear this from my clients all the time that, oh, I can't do the I Ching. It's too deep. It's too in-depth. And the I can't even pronounce the Lenormand and that to me always seems like I'm not even going to look at that. And I love the Oracle, you know, I love all this magic stuff, but that one same, like I totally felt that disconnect. Like I can't do that, but I feel like now I have this introduction and a chance to really, to dive into it without 
feeling that fear, which is something else that I really love about your work is that as a spiritual teacher, you're all about um, releasing that fear, you know, having no fear that the divine offers nothing and nothing to be afraid of, especially when it comes to oracles. Absolutely. And, and, you know, because the universe is constantly, constantly trying to chit chat with us. And, you know, it's, it's breaks my heart when people come to me and say, you know, I don't have any angels or I can't talk to angels or, you know, I can't use tarot or I, I, my prayers never get answered. I mean, how heartbreaking is that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the universe is constantly talking to us. And so sometimes we just need a, a method, a way, um, you know, I have seen meditation change my brother-in-law into a completely different person. I mean, from a stressed out, anxiety-laden, kind of angry ex-military guy to absolutely Mr. Peace and Light and Guru. Well, you know what? That's certainly what they think of my husband. He was that ex-military guy, firefighter, fire marshal. He was all of that until he found meditation. And people will say to me all the time, wow, how does he remain so calm? You know, well, because he meditates and, you know, just really one of the different tools. And I love that you stress that not everybody resonates to a particular way of uh, divination work or a divination tool. And not only that, not every divination tool is appropriate for every question. Oh, I mean, yes. You really don't want to ask the I Ching, uh, you know, should I wear the blue blouse or the red blouse today? I mean, it, it, the, the I Ching is going to go, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, you want to ask the I Ching, my life isn't going the way I want it to go. Something is wrong. How can I turn my life around? And the I Ching is going to have an answer to that question. But you want the blue blouse or the red blouse? Grab that pendulum. It's perfect for that particular kind of question. And that's even sort of a silly question, but it maybe wasn't a silly question to you if you've got a major interview today with someone you really need to impress. And the pendulum is perfect for that. Okay, so give us a brief synopsis, a brief summary of what the I Ching is. And then secondly... The pendulum, because you brought those both up in this, you know, in this context here. So so give us an idea of what those are. Sure, of course. So let's go from easy to complicated. So uh, a pendulum is, it can be anything. Uh, it can be a paperclip on the end of a string if you want it to be. Uh, there's a, a, a vast foray of gorgeous ones at your local independent metaphysical bookstore, though, and that's where I tend to get mine because I like pretty things. Mm, uh, you're all glittery. I am glittery. I am <laughs> And so it's some, it's a weight at the end of a string or a chain, and it works through the concept of dousing, which is pretty old. That's a pretty old concept. Mm -hmm. And you, when you, once you have a pendulum or whatever you're going to use as a pendulum, the first thing you're going to want to do is get familiar with it. And so you would ask it, okay, is swinging left to right, does that mean yes or no? And so you would say, pendulum, show me no. 
And for me, that's this pendulum swinging towards my body and away from my body. Mm-hmm. And, and yes is left to right. And, and you basically put your elbow on a table, drape the, the string or chain over your hands, make the pendulum stop moving so that it is constantly static, and then you ask your question, and the pendulum will start to move. Now, uh, all virtually every pendulumist that I have ever come across will tell you, are, is that pendulum moving ever so slightly because you're just barely moving it yourself? They'll say yes, but it's your subconscious. It's your connection to the divine that is deciding which way that pendulum works. And so pendulums are great for things like yes and no questions uh, or questions, very simple questions like I told you, and also like people use it to find their lost car keys. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, no. So you would like literally just go room by room and say, are my car keys in this room? Mm-hmm. Until you find them. The I Ching is ancient. Um, it was created uh, by Asian uh, dynasty um, rulers, including Confucius. And uh, it is a, a very complicated at first method of going through 64 um, trigrams to create all these, actually, I'm sorry, I'm not saying that right. I think it's 100, is it 128 or 64? I always get that wrong. I think it's 128 trigrams to create 64 hexagrams. And these are just broken and straight lines. Mm-hmm. And when you look up the one that you have created, people usually use three pennies these days. That's how they do it. And way back when, you would use these giant sticks and throw them down on the ground. Oh, my God. Anyway, but people use pennies now. And you create it, and you go look for the information within the guide for the, the I Ching. And not only will it give you information that's pretty deep, it will lead, that hexagram will lead you to another hexagram. So it was hard to make that easy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, listen to how you're even explaining it. And yet, I know in that chapter, you make it sound really less complicated. You know, there's some ease and grace within that chapter. Thank you. And yes, you're welcome. I highly recommend the I Ching to people. I mean, for your deep deep-rooted questions that really mean something to you, this the I Ching is a book of magic in and of its own. Well, and I always like to think of it as uh, it's like sacred geometry too, you know, like because you get these different transfigurations and it is associated with the hexagon to me, it's like sacred geometry and something else that you have said twice. um, This work is ancient, right? I mean, people today are, looking at these tools as craziness, you know, many people look at them as craziness and yet they are ancient teachings. They're these teachings, the, the I Ching, it's been around forever and oracles have been around forever. Maybe not Oracle cards as 
you know, as we adapted as society and began to use our creativity. But this type type of connection to the divine has been around forever. And and it wouldn't have existed forever if it didn't work. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's like when I really started to to research all of this because compendium was research intensive. Genie mm-hmm. was me going within. Compendium was the 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 old CPA coming out. <laughs> right. I'm going to analyze this and then I'm going to switch to the other side of my brain and I'm going to make it easy. Um, but, um, you know, when I started to research this, it's like I thought my tarot cards were old. They're 600 years old, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And I found out, you know, it's like, no, they're the baby of the group. Well, actually, the Lenormand is the baby of the group. But tarot cards, you know, the, we had to we didn't have tarot cards because we didn't have paper. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so that's why they're not as old as this other stuff. But um, I always like to tell people to think about languages of the divine as like walking through a forest. Mm-hmm. And mm, I love that. Years, over the years, millions upon millions upon millions of people have walked through the forest that is the runes the forest that is the I Ching. Mm -hmm. And they have made the straightest, most complete way and worn down a path through the spiritual aspects of ourselves straight to the divine. And that's how languages of the divine work. It's all, it's the intent. It's the law of attraction. It is millions upon millions of people finding the best way to communicate with the divine and then all of them getting in that same ship of souls together and sailing off. Well, and, and who are we really talking to, right? Who are we talking with when we're talking about the divine? Is it this whole collection of angels and spirit guides and helpers? Uh, uh, who is it? I, I well, I think that the divine source, God, goddess, uh, the universe, you can pick your word, whatever you want. That's all for the same thing. And to me, that is this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here's, <laughs> here's how I see things. Okay. So imagine if you will, um, that there is this fountain of water and I talk about this in compendium. All right. And it's a giant fountain like you'd see in Paris or somewhere. So it's giant, gorgeous fountain. And I like to think that that fountain is, has angels carved into it. And, and so there's this base of water at the bottom of the fountain. And that water is getting sucked up and sprayed out the top of the fountain, right? Well, the divine is that base of water. And we are each one of those little drops of water spraying out of the top of the fountain. And we are having this experience of being separate from the divine while we're that little bit of water. And the divine is getting to look up and go, look at those cutie pie little drops of water. Aren't they amazing and magic? And every one of those drops of water are going to come back down into the basin of the fountain because there's nowhere else to go. 
And so we are, in essence, having a communication with our higher selves, with the, the higher self that is the all that is, the all of us. We will return to that source at some point. And so angels are just, a, for me, angels are helpers of that, of that pool at the bottom of the the pond. And so we can talk to the angels. They're just being messengers for us. We can talk to the fairies. We can connect to the divine magic that is a part of us, that is inside of us. To me, that really expresses the statement, I am the I am, right? right. I mean, yep. the way you just, that analogy just perfectly is in line with I am the I am. It's where I come from. It's where I return to. It's where I am always walking, right? It's yes. It's where we are floating in that pond, you know, in that fountain. It's, it is the I am. That was beautiful. I love Thank how you. you explain that. And yes, I do remember reading that in the, in the book. It's in the first chapter, I think. Yes, it um, is. Yeah, it's really awesome. Okay, so listeners, I'm having a conversation with Radley Valentine. You can find all of his information here on the Soulful Living page at Empower Radio. And if you go to his website, which the link is on the website, but it's R-A-D-L-E-I-G-H valentine.com and you order the book today you also get uh, some really cool free gifts including the compendium of magical things three-part class so jump on it order it get your get your gifts and um so one of the things radley that I thought it was really cool. Two things, actually, but we'll start with the first one was, <laughs> what is Synchronicity City and where is it? In the book, you said you can Google it. It'd be funny to see if there actually was one. But let's talk about that. Synchronicity and coincidence. Yeah, I, it's just the way I talk. So um, um, I don't actually believe in coincidences. I, right. I, I really just don't. Um, I think... I, I am the type of person, I'm quintuple Sagittarius, so I am like made of faith. And, and so I believe everything that happens to us happens to us for a reason, and I'm constantly looking for that reason. Mm-hmm. And coincidences are the ways that people sort of disclaim the magic in their lives that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. The synchronicity is something where it's like you're asking your angels for a message or something along those lines. And so you get in, you ask your angels, please, please, please just give me a message that you're there. And you get into your car and turn on the radio and calling all angels is playing. Mm, yes, exactly. Right. And yeah. Someone would say, oh, that's just a coincidence. No, that is the message that you requested. Isn't that crazy? Okay. And my other question to that is, can is, can anybody use some type of divination tool? You know, can anybody learn to be open to the synchronicities that show up in their lives as a way to um, connect further with the divine? Everybody can remember how to do. Ooh. Man, that gave me goosebumps from head to toe. <laughs> We are talked out of this at a very young age. 
Yeah. I mean, that's it, so true. Every, everybody can remember how to do this. Everybody. And so are of these tools that you um, are presenting, is there a couple that are your particular favorites oh, for your work? Well, I mean, I, I'm always going to be the angel boy. I'm, I, I love my tarot. I love angel oracle cards. I've, you know, I really, uh, in writing this book, found out that runes were pretty rocking. Um, I just did a bookstore signing and uh, I did all the readings with runes and it was, it was absolutely spot on. For oh, every I single love book. that. So I, I learned a lot in writing Compendium that these magical ways of talking to the divine are mad, are, have their reputations as being accurate and miraculous and magical in, in our community for a reason. And the more that we can share those with other people, the better the planet will be. Yeah, I mean, and there's so many different, even types of oracle decks. I love your or your oracle decks. I love the big book of the angel tarot. And um, in fact, I, um, I shared it with somebody a couple of months ago that was bedridden. And um, it's changing her life. I'm going to have her send you a testimonial because it's really changing her life. I love the guidebook that comes with it. And all of your work. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that you pulled this together. I have to tell you something funny. I, too, had an accounting background. And I I had a photographic memory when I was younger. And to walk this path, this path is so much more rocking. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) The numbers game. It's so much more rocking. Okay, so, um, Radley, we're down to the wire here. And I love for my guests to... Leave the listeners with something that they can take out into the day, um, maybe to elevate their soul or show, to, to bring a little more magic into their own lives. What would that be for you? Well, for me, I would say that to believe that life is magic. I mean, the more that we focus on things that are making us unhappy, the more of those things we are going to get. And this time of year is the time of year where There is a lot of joy available to us if we reach out and grab it. And joy is one of the most powerful manifesting tools there is. Mm, Boy, I am totally with you on that. It is so powerful. And you're right. This time of year, there's so much magic happening, you know, as we come into the holiday season and the equinox. Yeah, it's really a wonderful time to make things happen. Well, Radley, thank you so much for joining me here. It's been such an amazing adventure. We need to have you come back and especially um, talk about Genie again now that it's number one. Sure. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, listeners, again, to reach out with Radley, just click the links on the website here as Soulful Living on Empower Radio. And like he said, see the joy. It's all around you. And you have these tools available for you. Grab his book and learn something. Thank you, Radley. You're 
If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.